December 20th, and only three NHL games on the schedule tonight, but there's going to be a lot more to talk about than that, as I see the chat already, talking about some games that were underway yesterday, an apology in line potentially here for Mr. Matt Russell and Alex Moretto about games that were given out yesterday, a little bit of a breakdown on the Rangers-Leafs game, and as well, as always, we'll break down today's three games, give out best bets if we've got any in those, and if you guys have questions, please send them in the chat, we'll try to answer them. On days like today when we've got this shorter slate we're not just talking about the games that are in hand if you've got futures or anything like that different ways you're looking to play different things going forward in the season send them in the chat we'll try to our best to get to them and answer them throughout the course of the show but before we can get into any of that I gotta remind you, today's show, as always, is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. So make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at www.betstamp.app slash edgework. It is available in the link in the description of the show as well, so you can click on that, but that's betstamp.app slash edgework. Check that out. Signing up through there does help support the show. Uh, let's get to this first and foremost, because we you normally get to the picks that we had yes, uh, the day before or over the weekend or whatever. We do go three and four yesterday, so slight losing day. Actually, I think that might be one of our first losing days on the Tuesday show this season. Uh, does bring our record on the on the year to 137, 131, and two, over 270 bets, 7.7% ROI for the team so far this season. Uh, but Murado, I got to get right to it. Uh, I think you're owed an apology. We went double best bet on the Hurricanes, and the chat was adamant about the Vegas Golden Knights last night. And uh, boy, were they wrong. I got a message last night uh, from one of our one of our followers here who said, uh, yeah, you guys uh, you guys were right about that one. Chat was wrong. They apologized, and the chat is apologizing here this morning about that pick. Um, yeah, I'm not going to victory lap against our wonderful chat. I would never do that. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's not, that's not something I care to do, but, um, we got that one and man, it was a frustrating night for these bets. Like, just like I personally went three and three, I think the, the three and four was the fourth one was the, um, the Preds from Russell, right? I believe that's yeah. the one that, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was on Carolina, I was on Edmonton, man, Edmonton, um, I had hockey myself last night. I didn't watch any of these games, but like it looked like Edmonton dominated that. Uh, Sorokin, 2.83 goals saved above expected last night. Uh, again, Oilers, like 64% of the expected goal share in that game. So, like, I mean, I think the the Oilers were the right side. Price was probably right considering how that game went, but obviously, like, that's going to happen when you're facing an elite goalie like Sorokin every once in a while. Uh, mixed bag with the totals. A little bit of an explosion in the third period in this in the Bruins game. Mm -hmm. The under in the uh, Blackhawks game gets home. The over in the Toronto game gets home. Uh, the under in the Nashville game does not get home. So, like, just again, just like kind of a very mixed bag. The thing that I'm most upset about, though, is not locking in the Rangers. I talked about how I like I kind of like the Rangers. I thought were the right side. I like the Rangers. Um, was waiting to see if we could get a slightly better number with the Rangers, even though I liked the number that it was at when we were on the show, and I just like. I don't know, man. Every time I bet against the Leafs, it's like I'm asking for pain. So I think that kind of factored into the just not wanting to lock it in and have to deal with the, you know, ramifications today. Uh, talking to you yeah. on the show, 
but I'm, I'm upset. And then the line really started to drift after the show too. And the Rangers took a lot of money and there was just never a point where I was able to get in. So kind of a, what I feel like is a missed opportunity there. Zach's going to start you to bet against the Leafs every night. <laughs> <laughs> no, like normally Moretto and I are on pretty much the same page when it comes to betting on or against the Leafs in these spots. Like those ones yesterday, I just have a hard time with when it gets down that tight, it's kind of gets to the pick them. It's like, I could see a situation where the Leafs come out and win 7-3 or whatever like they did last Tuesday, and I could see a situation where they lose 5-2 like they did last night, and at Pick'em, I can't really justify either side for myself. I would way prefer to just stay away in those spots, but yeah, I, that, would obviously want, that game obviously does end up 5-2 there for the Rangers, Matt. Uh, your New York Rangers, I mean, Moretto there has got what is it four teams there now on his uh on his bio uh but teams, uh, you're still sticking with, <laughs> sticking with the uh the rangers uh take us through last night's victory how that felt for rangers fans and uh, what are your thoughts coming out, out of that one yeah i mean it was kind of a weird game right like the rangers got four on martin jones and i think three of those hit a leaps player on the way in so it was definitely yeah. a bit odd of a game um i thought it was pretty even overall which like after last week, you kind of wanted from a Rangers fan point of view, you wanted to see them like play well against Toronto after kind of getting embarrassed on home ice last week. Uh, I forget who made the comment about Igor yesterday, but now he's put a couple of really good games together back to back. It's like, he is very streaky. So it looks now like he's on one. So like, I think you kind of got to adjust to that pretty quick. Um, But no, I mean, like, Look, the Rangers are good, regardless of what you guys say about the Leafs. Like, I still think the Leafs are a pretty good team. Like, it it was an entertaining game. Yeah, the Rangers get a couple of goals that looked relatively lucky, to be honest. Um, but no, they played a good game for sure. Uh, it was just kind of looking at, like, those results from last night, though. It was very weird, right? Like, the Bruins yeah. game, 2-1 to one with seven minutes left, under five and a half, doesn't get home. The Nashville game looks like it's <laughs> dying 5-1, to one, and with, like, 11 seconds left in the game there's just a random goal by nashville on a guy left wide open um so it's like a couple Such of those easily could have gone the other way yeah a couple <laughs> of those easily could have gone the opposite way that said like chicago and colorado was 2-2 like eight minutes into the game so i have no idea how that one even got home um so it was it was definitely kind of a mixed bag last night for sure but i love how you specified first losing day on the tuesday show because now we're on wednesday where uh yeah, <laughs> it's not that was a uh, not a jab. <laughs> that was not a jab at the Wednesday. I, I I I'm pretty sure it is Moretto. I don't know, like maybe not record wise, but at least in terms of units won or lost, or whether we're up money or down money coming out of a day. I'm pretty sure that is probably the first losing Tuesday that we've had. Uh, so once uh, once football season ends, I'm gonna I'm gonna enlist jason's help to go and watch back each episode and like at least the <laughs> end where we recap the picks and he's gonna have to yeah he's gonna have to track it day by day yeah well that was like somebody asked if we could mark out the picks and like who had given each of the picks mm-hmm. and at that point in time i'm pretty sure we had already locked in like 155 picks or something like that when i was looking at it for the season i was like this is going to take me so long to do. Like I'm going to have to do so much work here, which is just not uh, not gonna work with uh, the other stuff that I have to do on a daily basis. So yeah, Jason can go and do and, and figure that out uh, at the end of the season. Um, as far as, yeah, the chat goes yesterday, obviously, um, 
no no hard feelings towards the chat but that one was going to be a fun one because i think we're on the same side as the chat pretty much 99 percent of the time and yesterday was the first time they were adamantly against us with the vegas golden knights yesterday when we were taking carolina and carolina took care of that one uh, pretty handedly but i mean Rado, did you see matt uh <laughs> went out of his way to like show us uh, that he he hadn't learned a lesson last night at some point in the third period this guy's victory lapping the hurricanes win i didn't see it until after the fact i was uh i was on the ice and i got off to these twitter notifications and i was like my god i was like i wouldn't be surprised if they lost now and thankfully they did not but just yeah. just like tempting fate eh? just poking the bear just seeing what happens like insane i know i know he's doing it just to fuck with us too it's ridiculous (laughs) all right let's get to today's games uh i do see some questions about some futures there so we'll get to those uh at the end there if you want to send those in we'll try to (coughs) compile them and then answer them at the very end as well if you're watching right now and you haven't already please hit that like button subscribe here to the channel turn on notifications so you get notified every single time we go live but let's start with today's games and we're going to look at first and foremost the winnipeg jets hosting the detroit red wings here tonight Winnipeg minus 155, Detroit plus 139, and a total of six and a half. Moretto, I'll go to you here first on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, this Jets-Red Wings game and where the market has kind of put it right now? Yeah, so um, I do have a bet in this game, and that bet is on the under six and a half. There was some plus money available at one point. I don't think it's available now, but uh, I think anything at uh, minus... 110 or better is good for me um i mean that's which is very widely available so yeah i think that uh this is a case of like detroit's offense has just completely fallen off a cliff the red wings are like low-key a bad offensive team and i don't think that's being a priced into the market um b i think people are actually not only factoring them as a not a bad offensive team, but they think this is a good offensive team. They're fifth in the NHL in goals, but they're fifth last in expected goal uh, for the season per 60 minutes. They're just not generating a ton. They have an unsustainably high shooting percentage at five on five. They're shooting over 10%, um, which is like a, like fairly unheard of B it's like you, you must have some pretty elite talent up front, which I do not think that they do. Um, they're just they're due for some serious regression. DeBrincat's really slowed down. Like Lucas Raymond now only has two goals in his last 13 games. Obviously, Piranha suspended. Um, on the Jets side, good defensive team. Don't still also don't generate a ton offensively. Uh, Kyle Connor being out. I think we're getting a little bit of a discount here because Brossois is starting for the Jets. And I don't mind that at all. Brossois is fine. Brossois is very capable. I don't think the market thinks he is, but he's a very good goalie. Um, he's not type of guy that's going to just go in there and lay an egg. Uh, he'll make the saves he needs to make. So I think that's also conducive to an under here where he's not really prone to those blow up games. And um, yeah, this is just a good price on under six and a half. All right. Under six and a half minus one Oh eight. We'll track it at anything minus one ten or less. There's a lot of minus one tens out there. Shop around make sure you get the best price available, but there are minus one Oh fives all the way up to that minus one ten. We'll just track one at uh DraftKings there because that one is pretty, uh, pretty available. Matt, any thoughts for you on this game, whether it be side or total? Yeah, I, I agree with the under I actually kind of woke up today. I was like, well, I, kind of like this but talk me into something and when he said the jets under and i saw it and i knew it was brassois i'm like i'm in um i think i like brassois a lot more than the market does kind of to moretto's point like he definitely struggled early on this year over like the first month or so ever since probably mid-november 
He's actually been one of the best goalies in the league. I think he's like top 10 in goal save above expected over the last four or five weeks now. Um, yeah, the Red Wings, it, they're, they're not a great offensive team. Like they scored all those goals really early when they were just blowing through all of their metrics. Like Dabrinkit had what, nine goals in his first eight games or something stupid like that. Um, they've obviously come way back down to earth. Like adding Patrick Kane just hasn't really worked yet because he's not that good anymore, right? Like, um, I think at this point, if anything, you're worried about like eggs from James Reimer, but now with their goalie issues too, like I, I think they're going to start to struggle here um, for a little bit. But but yeah, no, I, I agree with the under here because I do like Brissot quite a bit. Mm-hmm. All right, first bet locked in. We will recap all these at the very end uh, as well. So don't worry if you're if you miss something or if you come late uh, at any point during the show here. We'll recap everything that we've given out, but. First game, first bet locked in. Now we'll move on to the second game here. The Washington Capitals hosting the New York Islanders. Moretto's New York Islanders. Uh, Washington minus 114 here. The Islanders plus 105 at a total of six. There's some five and a halfs, but those are heavily juiced to the over on that. So six mostly out there right now. Matt, go to you first here on this. What are your thoughts on where this uh, where this game is priced at right now and where the total is being set? Yeah, so I kind of just hinted at the fact that there was one thing I woke up this morning and I kind of wanted to play. I said, oh, it wasn't in range. It looks like it's starting to come down. I, I wanted that the Capitals tonight. I think I'm going to end up on the Capitals tonight. If the best I get is these minus 115s, I'm going to end up taking that. I mean, you've kind of seen it with the Capitals this year. They started really slow and then they played really well for a bit. They jumped up, I think, to second in the division at one point. And then they struggled for a little bit there. And now they've been playing really well again lately. Um uh, the Islanders, yeah, I mean, like, last night they obviously got the win, but like Moreto said, like, they, they did not play very well, and now they're kind of on a back-to-back. Um, yeah, I, I just think this price should be a little bit higher. I think when it was up around minus 125, minus 130, that was a little more accurate. I can't wait for Moreto to come in here and fade me on this one because I'm betting against yeah. one of his 74 teams that he likes. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to end up on a minus 150 on the Caps. I'm going to wait to see if the Isles take a little bit more money here. But that's I, I will end up on the Capitals. Well, so what number do you need specifically if you're going to end up on them here? I mean, I'm hoping to get minus one ten, but if it does, it looks like it's going to hang around minus one fifteen. I'll play minus one fifteen. All right, um, Moreto, rebuttal for your Islanders. Yeah, we've uh, Matt and I have been on opposite sides of this Capitals team quite a bit this season. I think they suck. Uh, I have no interest <laughs> yeah. in backing them especially not as favorites uh, against my aisles. This is like, I just can't get to this price whatsoever. Now the Islanders have taken money. So like, I don't really care to bet them at this price, but like, uh, like the plus one tens that were there earlier, like I would have been fine with that. Varlamov's been good, steady, consistent, um, not spectacular like he was early in the season, but he's been very good. You know what you're going to get out of him. I just, the caps are just like, they struggle to, generate anything and they're like playing defensively like decently well but um i mean the islanders do what the caps do they just do it better they're just slightly better offensive team and they're just a better defensive team and they have the better goaltending uh, i now granted it is a back-to-back which does matter here especially with the travel but like i don't know i'm not i'm not betting it but like the islanders would be the side i'd want if i was betting it all right. Well, no play in this one, but oh, <laughs> we could almost lock this one in as a head-to-head here and uh, recap what we happens. We haven't had here too many head-to-heads. We it's could do a head-to-head at a, at a plus one ten, minus one ten here. 
Matt, good with that? Yeah, I'm down. Why not? All right, there you go. Head to head, we'll track that for we'll for to tomorrow. We'll keep everyone updated on the uh, Albert Moreto head to heads uh, and fire those ones out on Twitter. I think that's the way we'll track those. Much like this is the, the same Moreto that was victory lapping the Predators earlier this season when they were eighth in the Central <laughs> behind Nashville or behind Chicago at the time. So uh, yeah, and uh, maybe, we'll get that one. maybe we'll get that one on my side tonight. Now they're in a playoff spot, or uh, or what's going on there? Yeah, it's crazy. They've been. I saw the stat like this morning. I woke up. They have what the highest point percentage over the last five weeks. I think it was just, something very much you like. You can't that, lose faith. Think. You can't lose faith in our Predators. <laughs> They're like five points into a playoff spot, comfortably in a playoff spot right now. Um, I mean, I'm sure the Oilers are turning things around and catch them at one point, yeah. and maybe the Wild. Yeah. But like as of right now, I'm gonna say I was right, and that's it. That Moreto, that's an insane statement to say in. Oh, just over a week left. Two week, almost two weeks left in December to say comfortably in a comfortably in a playoff spot, spot right now. Five points. <laughs> like if they were like where the Bruins were last year, I'd say yeah, comfortably. But oh my god. Uh, all right. Uh, you know who else is comfortably in a playoff spot right now? The Flyers. Let me know how that's going to turn out in three months. <laughs> I hope they make it. They won't, but I really hope they do. Yeah, they're actually fun. I will say. Yeah. All right. Third and final game before we start answering questions from the chat. So if you've got them, fire them in there now. Uh, we will uh, we'll answer those at the end, at the end of all the game breakdowns. But final game, the LA Kings hosting the Seattle Kraken here tonight. The Kings minus 163, Kraken plus 147. Currently see a total of six on books like Pinnacle. You can see some six and a halfs elsewhere right now. Obviously coming down a little bit as it is heavily juiced to the under on those. Coming back down towards the sixes. Uh, Moreto, thoughts on a side or total in this one? Yeah, very, very strong lean to the under. Um, two of the just the best defensive teams in NHL this season over the last month, especially. Uh, but the Kings, like, the Kings have those just we're going to run you out of the building kind of games too, um, where you can see like a 5-1 kind of 5-2 sort of game where they start running up the score a little bit and things go a little off the rails. Um which can kind of keep me off a little bit here, but like, honestly, all signs point to an under here, just the way that the Kings play, especially on home ice. Um, they really don't give up much. And Seattle's not a team that's going to threaten them in that department where like, you know, when you play hockey defensively as well as the Kings do, and then you have, you know, a team that struggles offensively as much as the Kraken do coming into town. I can't see Seattle generating much of anything here. Um, Price is probably a little bit short even on uh, on the Kings too, but like not something I'm I'm dying to lay. But like yeah, under would be a strong lean for me. I just haven't bet it, and uh, unlike past shows, I'm not going to talk myself into it live on the air here. Okay, uh, Matt, are you going to maybe talk yourself into something here? I mean, I have the same strong lean. Um, two of the best defensive teams in the league right now. The Kraken are actually playing a lot better as of late. Like I. I was hoping for maybe a bit higher of a price. I was hoping to get maybe like a plus 160 here, something similar to kind of what they were um, in Dallas the other night. Just not going to get that with the Kings on the back-to-back. Um, but yeah, it, it's under nothing for me here, for sure. Uh, all right, so just to recap for our picks for today, we only need the three games. We're not going to force anything on the show if we don't have stuff. We've got the one bet here so far. Uh, we're looking at under 6.5 in Winnipeg, Detroit, minus 108 for a full unit there. So... That's uh, that's our one bet for tonight. Under six and a half, minus one hundred eight in Detroit, Winnipeg. 
Guys, a couple questions in the chat for you. Uh, before we get to these ch uh, questions, though, Jeremy said, I'd say the loser has to buy the other guy's uh, team's jersey, but then Albert would have to buy four. That's not fair. The good uh, news is Canadians jerseys are so cheap that I could probably buy four for like 30 bucks right now. Nobody wants to wear that. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay. I <laughs> taking jabs at the abs. Comfortably in a playoff <laughs> race right now, these have. <laughs> Comfortably in a race. Uh, and then uh, there you go. I think in the celebrating race. Charles says, uh, loser has to go to a Tuesday Leafs game. I don't wish that upon anybody you're going to spend two i would have bucks. gone to a tuesday Leafs game yesterday yeah uh, knows there's no did no you end up gone no dice no i did not i could not pull the trigger on that uh, it was not worthwhile i took my wife to uh her first and the only time i'll ever take her to a Leafs game like two years ago because it's not worth spending the money to bring someone who doesn't appreciate going to watch hockey um but like i brought her to a tuesday game against the islanders in like november and she just the only thing she kept saying to me she's like why is it so quiet like this is weird why is it so quiet in here i don't understand like i'm just like yeah this is this is what it's like going to a lease game midweek in november i mean the fans are uh not so much fans just a lot of corporates in the seats and no one really gives a shit yeah especially weekdays right like yeah. the weekday like it's not like the Saturday is cheaper, but or like, but it's louder for sure. I would I would push back on people who say mm -hmm. that it's quiet on on weekends. It's not. It's not quiet. It it's much louder on the weekends. But it's like the Tuesday Thursday games that go in there. It's the people bringing people from work and sales and stuff like that, all filling in the lower bowl, mm -hmm. spending ridiculous amounts of money on those tickets, and then it's just like. Okay, now the price for me or like us who are just like normal guys who want to go in there and like actually enjoy a hockey game and aren't there to do business meetings, the price is now through the roof to us. And then I'm going to look at those tickets and be like, do I want to spend this? And then I'm not going to do it. And then someone else will buy them. That's part of the problem is like yeah. other people will buy them. Yeah. So then they get bought up and like that price will just never change. That's kind I of only go. I only go if I get free tickets. That's basically the only way I go to these games now. Um. It's also brutal when, like, these weekday games, too, these fans are out getting food and stuff at intermissions, and, like, they're gone yeah. until, like, seven minutes into the next period. And it's just, like, yeah. empty in the lower bowl. You're like, help. what are you – yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It, it, it It's tough. It's definitely not just in Toronto, or at least not just with the Leafs. It happens with the Raptors here, too. They have a big problem with that as well, I know. Um, but it's, like, there has to be some way to rectify this because it just becomes an issue for energy purposes right like you want to you want to get people in seats and say like oh we can't be quiet in here anymore and then even if they're in this like even if they're in the seats they're going to be loud it takes seven minutes into the period like you said mm -hmm. to kind of get to that point all right a couple questions in the chat we'll get to uh charles says uh is granado the next coach fired so obviously the most recent one here that's uh gone underway is being um dj smith i was listening to by the way uh some discussion about what happened with dj smith and why 
uh, he was fired and why Mar uh, Jock Martin was the replacement. It seems like he's just the bridge guy to kind of get them through the season. He was with the Senators mm -hmm. as a as a uh, consultant over the last year and a half, I believe. So probably being around, kind of filling in management about what's going on, what this team needs. Now he's probably just going to step in. He is 71 years old, but Berube is would be a, an unreal fit in uh, Ottawa, I think. I think Brubay would be a really good fit for that team. Do you think that Alfredson could potentially be in line to do the Marty St. Louis? Not the it's not the carbon copy, right? But it's like the okay, you stepped away from the game, you were with your family, you were coaching minor hockey. Now you are is Alfredson the one to step in? Because he's on the bench now, is he not? Yeah, he is. He's on he the is. bench. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't like heard him speak and whatnot as much as marty but like marty's like just such an inspirational guy and like the way he yeah. talks and the, you know the way he even broke into the league as an undrafted player and everything like i think a lot of that is conducive to him being able to be a good coach um i'm not saying alfredson can't i just honestly i'm not qualified to say whether or not i think alfredson could be a good coach i don't know um yeah yeah very possibly could probably not the direction i would head though if i were the senators i think it made sense for the habs in like the sense that you're very much in like the start of a rebuild here and you don't need to be good for a long time let's take a chance on a guy like this and just see what happens yeah. you know can he motivate our young players can he help our young players kind of grow into the game teach them how to be nhlers teach them how to be professionals um ottawa is very much in a state where like hey you've gone through your rebuild like you got to start winning games now like you got to be competitive you have to be a playoff team you have to be relevant and taking a flyer on a guy like Alfredson, and if he's not the right guy for the job, you've just wasted another year, year and a half. Um, and then you're firing a team legend too. So like that also doesn't help. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, like the Sens team, what is this now? Six, five, six years of like, we're supposed to be good, we're supposed to be in the playoffs mm -hmm. and then wasted season. And I mean, you look at, it's not like it's impossible for them to get to the playoffs and rectify this year, but they pretty much have to go like six six fifty record like the rest of the way mm -hmm. to yeah. do that. And on top of a six fifty, it's like you're also looking at the teams outside of them have to kind of regress or fall off a little bit. Which yeah, there's some teams ahead of there like maybe the Flyers in the East that Matt's bringing up who could come down. But then it's like okay, who else outside of the Flyers? Are these teams going to really drop off that much? Is, are the Sens going to be able to push past? Like, It's going to be really, really tough. Um, I guess we didn't really answer the question. I kind of got on a different coaching yeah. discussion. but uh, The Charles answer to the question, though, is, is, definitely, is definitely yes. A hundred percent. I think he should, like, honestly, if I'm ownership and the Pagulas and whatever there last night, like, you allow nine goals on home ice to Columbus and, like, what's obviously a must-win game um quinn back in the lineup like finally like something for the fans to get excited about again oh quinn's back maybe this is going to spark us whatever and you go and lay an egg and you allow nine goals to columbus and lose in that fashion like that's like that's he's got to be gone Like he should be gone today there's no way he should still be employed for their next game um i know it's like tough to maybe find a replacement before christmas or whatever and like holidays coming up and stuff there's a little bit of a break like maybe that's why they're waiting but like my God, I would not want this guy coaching another game behind the bench if I were a Sabres fan right now. Absolutely no chance. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it with the Blues, right? With like, oh, maybe like we didn't think that the Sabres, like we thought they'd be like maybe a fringe playoff team, right? But like mm -hmm. internally, those expectations are higher for sure. Like they mm -hmm. they expected to be in the playoffs this year. And Dukes de yeah. Vies, like 
there were a lot of teams in the East that expected to be there, which is why I think like we didn't necessarily expect them to be. But yeah, I, I just don't know how he kind of survives this unless they kind of make a turnaround here. They, uh, yeah. they play the Leafs tomorrow, of course. Just yeah. the perfect. The That's perfect. what I was going to say. <laughs> this might not work out for you guys perfect because the, the game that they have coming up tomorrow is, uh, is the Leafs. And you know what's going to happen is they're going to play the Leafs. They're going to beat them <clears throat> 6-1. And then this, is, this whole like Granado fired uh, campaign is going to be stalled out for a couple of days. So it yeah. might give an opportunity for a like, coach to jump. Honestly, in. who is the next not to like drag this out to a much, much longer discussion, but like who's the next coach after Granado that you could realistically see being fired right now? Because I think Sully, if you look at like teams and where they are in the standings based on expectations coming into the season, um, the only teams that are like significantly underachieving Ottawa, obviously, but they already fired DJ Smith. Um, Edmonton, they already fired uh, uh, Woodcroft and then Minnesota's already fired uh, Everson, Calgary, maybe, but like Huska's new. I don't think he's going to have this short of a leash. I don't think they're looking to make, I think their problems aren't necessarily coaching there. I think it's more with personnel. Um, San Jose, Chicago, Anaheim, these guys didn't have any expectations. I don't think they're dying to make any changes behind the bench. Like the Kraken, I think Axel's kind of bought himself time with last season. Um, I don't think necessarily they're dying to make a change there either. Columbus, no. Montreal, no. Um, everyone else in the East is in a playoff race. Uh, you have Buffalo and then you have Pittsburgh, but Sullivan's already got the seal of approval, the stamp of approval from Dubis. And I don't know if his word means shit, but like at the end of the day, he has said that he is going to stick by Sully and Sully's the right man for the job. And I do think Sullivan's a very, very good coach. So I don't see him getting fired. I think like things would really have to go off the rails for him yeah. to get fired. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I could, Lindy is interesting. That's fair. Lindy, uh, Lindy that's have- the one. They have turned it around a little bit, though. Like, they're, I don't know. I think maybe a lot of their record right now is down to the fact that they were without Hughes and Heischer for as long as they were. They had, obviously, the Dougie Hamilton injury. Um, There's at least a case where, like, internally, I think you can make a case for, like, this is why we've been uh, underachieving. And if things continue and, like, they don't turn it around significantly, then, like, yes. But I think that they need to struggle at full health for a while longer before they would make a change. Whereas, like, I think Granado's like an any day type of situation right now. Right. Yeah, I I view Lindy Ruff in that situation kind of like the Rangers last year with Gallant, right? It's like, oh, okay, he, first year, you pretty drastically overachieved, I think, compared to what most people's expectations were. So the bar gets completely reset, right? Like the Rangers going into last year and the Devils going into this year had relatively similar expectations. It was be up there in the East, maybe win the conference, like be a serious cup contender. And if the devil, like, I don't think the devils are going to do it mid season or anything, but like at the end of the year, if devils don't make the playoffs or get knocked out in the first round. Like, yeah, I think that's very real. Um, but no, I agree on the rest. Like I was thinking maybe hack stall, but I don't think they're going to do it that quickly after last year, especially, but yeah, but yeah, no, Lindy Ruff's the one, like, I think at come end of season, like he, he has a chance to be gone if they don't turn it around. All right, uh, another question here for future Silicat. Charles asking, are the Islanders 60 to 1 to win the cup a buy? Was this a, is this a price you would be jumping in on at the Islanders right now? I, I'll go first, Jerk, because I know he wants to talk about his Islanders. Um, the Islanders <laughs> are a team I would always rather bet night tonight than win the cup. I just don't think they have enough kind of offensive skill to make a long playoff run. Granted, they do have the goaltending. Um, 
But no, I think night to night, they're generally undervalued. I, I don't see a whole lot in the futures market. They'll eventually get outclassed by teams that play that same style, like a Boston, like a, if they made it far enough, like Vegas, like even like Carolina, like those kind of teams that play the same style, just do it a little bit better. Right. Uh, Moreto, thoughts? Defense I, Islanders? No, I, I do tend to agree um, that I don't necessarily – I mean, 60 to 1, honestly, 60 to 1 is a good price. I would take I would take a flyer on them. That doesn't hurt to, like, throw some, you know, a little bit of money down on that to add them to your portfolio at 60 to 1 because there's no way you're going to get them at 60 to 1 once, like, the playoffs start or anything like that. Obviously, that's just there's a lot of things you can do with that number after that. Um, so I would take that bet, yes. Um, now – that's what the question is. The question is not can the Islanders win the cup? It's are they worth, you know, a stab at 60 to one? And I think, yes, they're probably worth a stab at 60 to one. I don't think they will win the cup, obviously. But like, look, when you have a guy like Ilya Sorokin, um, you are live on every single night and you are, it's tough to beat a guy like that uh, four times in a seven game stretch. So, you know, they're, they're live in any series they play. I don't think there's a lot of teams dying to play the Islanders that, you know, who are very capable of playing that, shut it down defensive style, but also have the offense that they didn't necessarily have in years past when they got to those conference finals. Like Noah Dobson is, is maybe the most underrated player in the NHL right now. Um, I don't know. And like, in my opinion, Noah Dobson is like, if the Olympics were, if the NHL players were going to the Olympics this year and team Canada was picking their defense, Noah Dobson would, would absolutely be on my team. He'd probably be in my top four. Um, and I don't think he gets any recognition or credit, but like this guy's unbelievable. They have some really, really good players on the island that are kind of like flown under the radar. Um, I think they like are more than just a, you know, Sorokin team right now. They have a lot of nice pieces on the backhand and up front that, you know, I mean, Horvat, Barzell, all these guys like this is this is a very good hockey team. It's like 60 to one. I think I think I, I did just talk myself into a, a little bit of a future here on air. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate pointing that out. <laughs> Uh, man, I'm trying to think that sparked in my head. I was trying to think about the Canadian D man. You said top four, Makar, Taves, Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, Shea Theodore is Doughty in there now again. Like he's got like this resurgence all of a sudden. Is he back in? He's team Canada veteran. I mean, I guess you could probably not say top four just because of the fact that like Dobson, well, um, Josh Morrissey, yeah, Morrissey. and they're not gonna they're not gonna split up. I would they wouldn't Brent split Schneider. up Taves and uh, they wouldn't split up Taves and uh, and Macar probably just because of familiarity there. But like maybe like Dougie Hamilton, um, I don't know, like Spurgeon, Ekblad. These guys have been good, but like I think that I mean I think he's. I think he's one of the four best Canadian defensemen in the world right now. Is Montour and maybe top five at least? Maybe he's on the yeah. Maybe he's on the team. Maybe I don't think so though. I don't think Montour makes the team. Yeah, interesting. That'll be fun getting to NHL Olympic teams doing those roster breakdowns again. Hopefully, we actually get uh, get an opportunity. Tyson Berry, that. <laughs> Morgan Riley, <laughs> uh, Braden Schneider. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I get told all the time about how the how the Leafs chose to draft someone else over Braden Schneider. I'm like, what do you want me to do, man? I wasn't in scored the probably the nicest like... goal of his career last night against the Leafs, so that was fitting. the The lead up to it was nice. The goal itself was mediocre at best. 
I, my player remains. He doesn't score a whole lot. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Final question here. Jordan asking uh, thoughts on any futures slash awards and in brackets, cooch for heart, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, do you guys have any out there right now that you might be taking a flyer on any that have caught your eye? Um, Matt, we, all, we know you got Panarin right now, but is that, outside of that, is there maybe anything you've added on or where are you guys at for future, the futures market right now? Yeah, I've, I'll go first because mine will be quick. I've, I've already added the Panthers on for the East. We talked about that a couple shows ago. I recently yeah. added them to win the um, division as well. I think it was plus 480. I'd have to go look. Um, but even looking around now, like I see plus 450 over at DraftKings um, that I think is still good. I, I'm very high kind of on the Panthers going forward. Like Bruins are starting to slow down a little bit. You don't really know what you're going to get for the Leafs here. And the, I'm not really concerned about anyone else in that division kind of coming up there at this point. Like it's definitely kind of between those three at the top. And then I think there is a pretty sizable gap before even Tampa Bay at this point. Um, right. So yeah, I added on there. Uh, I have not looked at other stuff. I, I'll take a quick look while Moreto goes. Moreto, any futures? Yeah. I was kind of like going to use the, the break to, um, to sort of evaluate that stuff. But like one that I did make the other day, just cause I didn't want to miss out on it. Um, flyers to make the playoffs is like plus anywhere from like plus a hundred to like plus plus one twenty, depending on where you look. Why would you bet that when you can bet Tortorella like seven to one to win the Jack Adams, which I think he's very live to do if they make the playoffs. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think that price is factoring in like them actually making the playoffs because if they do make it, I think he's easily, top two and i don't see how like unless vancouver wins a division or comes you know top three in the in the west like i think that vancouver is due for a little bit of regression i think they'll ultimately finish as a wild card team and and then if you have philly making the playoffs as a wild card team as well considering where their expectations were coming into the season i don't see how torts doesn't win it so yeah like seven to one ish six you know 650 whatever is out there um that's a bet that i made the other day and that's a bet that i kind of like yeah, top two and not two, if that's the case uh, there. So, those <laughs> so are, I'll play, uh, I'll play devil's advocate really quick. I do like the plus 700, but now that I'm actually kind of looking at the Flyers, I'm going to go the opposite way and say I'm almost ready to take a no price on them making the playoffs. Kind yeah, of like we talked about. The Devils, the Devils coming up here. I, I think they've this price has kind of peaked, right? And like we've already mentioned, they want to be in a position to rebuild. They are not going to be trade deadline buyers. Like they're not. Yeah. They've already come out and said that like it doesn't matter. They're doing a full rebuild. Like they're not. So they're not going to get better. You look at who's behind them. The Islanders are playing better. I think they they're one point back. They're going to finish above. Carolina is only two points back, and they've been a train wreck. So it's hard not to see them kind of taking over Philly. And then you even look behind them. Like say we want about the Caps. I think they're going to finish better than the Flyers. Like the Devils are right there. Like. Even the Penguins are right there. And a lot of these teams, like the Devils, the Penguins, the Canes, they're all going to be buyers. Like they're they're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to make runs where the Flyers you look at go, okay, they're not. So yeah, they're there right now. Like I see minus 138 to miss the playoffs. Like I, I think that's good. But I think even if you wait a little bit and they maybe play a little bit better, like you may even be able to get like a minus 115, minus 120 coming on that soon. So so no, I do agree on the Jack Adams thing. Um but but no, I I would prefer the Flyers miss the playoffs. I haven't. Uh, I I do I do agree with you, and I haven't looked at these markets much. But now that like I'm just in here, um, Islanders minus one twenty eight to make the playoffs. We just talked about it. Like 
you look at the teams threatening to get in right now that aren't in currently, and it's Washington, New Jersey, Detroit, Montreal, then Pittsburgh. Um, we assume if we assume Philly's going to drop out, like, and the Devils take their spot, I don't see Washington passing the Islanders. I don't see the Wings. I don't see the Habs. I don't see the Pens. Like, I think the Islanders are in a pretty good spot to finish top three in that division. Never mind, just make the playoffs. So minus one twenty eight, I kind of like that too. All right, uh, that'll do it for the questions here about futures and our other um, other markets we're taking a look at, and that'll do it for today's show. We have one best bet across the three games tonight, and that's the under 6.5, minus 108 in Detroit, Winnipeg uh, there tonight. If you didn't enjoy the show, please make sure to hit that like button, subscribe here to the channel. As far as content across the hammer over the next few days, there is a lot coming up still, especially leading into uh, leading into the final few weeks of the NFL season as well as college football bowl season. You're going to want to check that out over on the Forward Progress YouTube channel as well as you hit the Books YouTube channel. So make sure to head over there, subscribe, turn on notifications there as well. But first and foremost, make sure to like this stream, subscribe here to this channel. Uh, we do appreciate all the support. Appreciate everyone who comes out on a daily basis to watch the show or watches it after the fact. So thank you guys very much. Matt, Moretto, thank you guys for taking the time to do this here this morning. Appreciate it as always. Uh, enjoy your holidays. We do have a show next Wednesday, correct, Moretto? Just yeah. double checking. We do yeah, have a show that'll be next our first Wednesday. show back after the uh, our first show of next week will be Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll be back with you guys back then uh, or next Huge week. Huge next Wednesday too. We don't get many of those on the Wednesday show. We got. Uh, yeah, no, we don't. This. I think four. I think fourteen today. games next Wednesday. If I'm correct. The Edgework nice. Fan channel is shaking at the thought of a big card for the Wednesday show. I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The fact that there's going to be that many games, that many best bets uh, on a Wednesday. It'll be a fun one, but uh, I'll see you guys then. Until then, enjoy your holidays. We'll see everyone else back here tomorrow. Myself, so money. Rusty Bill back here tomorrow morning uh, to break down tomorrow's games, give out best bets for that. So thanks, everyone, who tuned in here today. Make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets.